Welcome. Hello again. Welcome to Doug and Joe Talk. I'm Doug. I'm Joe. And this is our pre-election show. Yeah. And I guess this is our pre-election on the cigar. eve. Yeah. On the eve. The eve of of. I heard on the radio today. <clears throat> a guy said, "This is the most important election of our lives." But I think they said that last time, though. But yeah, and. I wonder if last time they said, you know, people are always saying it's the most important election, but this one's really the most important. Yeah, I think that's exactly how he <laughs> said it. Don't just say that every... Year. Yeah. <clears throat> but who knows? <clears throat> Maybe it will be. So we're a little bit later in the day. I don't know what's normal for us, but it seems like we record earlier than this. Yeah. And we're post-dinner. You're post-dinner. <clears throat> oh, you're not. Okay. No. And we have a... Uh, I would think as a post-dinner cigar if I had to label it so, but... Uh, um, we're 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 not on the day of the election because we honestly I just don't want to do election coverage. I want to yeah. talk about the we're important on the eve. Yeah, on so, the eve of the most important election <clears throat> of our lives. So, uh, and I can promise you that at least if I think if you listen to this, yeah, if you listen to this on our website, you won't have to go through fifty <laughs> political commercials in order to hear the podcast. You might only have to hear one. <clears throat> one, and that would be our... My campaign, because I decided today. <laughs> Before we get into that, we should talk about what we're smoking today. We should. We, we should start right we can't, over there. We can't just get off the start. Okay, our, our, our pre-election uh, cigar is the Ashton VSG. Uh, never smoked it before. I've always heard a lot of great stuff. Like, this is one of the cigars you have to smoke. And so, I have a, there's a list of five or six that I, of these cigars that I haven't tried, and this is one of them. Excited to try it, and uh, excited to see what Joe thinks. It's, um, it's a long, longish Corona. I can't remember if it was a Corona Gorda or what it is. It might be just a touch bigger around, but it's definitely a little bit longer than a standard Corona, just to let you know what the size is, and... Here's the, the skinny on the Ashton VSG. The Ashton VFG consists of a Dominican filler and binder with a vintage Ecuadorian wrapper. It is a powerful and intoxicate it is powerful and intoxicating with a complex rich finish. The VSG is blended exclusively for Ashton by Carlos Fuente of um, Arturo Fuente fame, Carlos Fuente Jr. actually, using a four to five year old uh, aged Dominican tobacco from the finest and the most fertile plants. Only the finest. <clears throat> Only the finest. Now, this is a little long, but it was interesting. The distinct flavor of the VSG comes from its wrapper grown on a private estate in Ecuador owned by the Oliva family, Oliva Cigars, and they grow it exclusively for Ashton VFG, and the leaf is taken from the higher primings, and it matures slowly by sunlight filtered through the region's natural cloud covering. Uh, virgin Sun Grown VSG. So the result is a rich intoxicating wrapper, which has made the Ashton VF VSG the most in demand cigar on the market today. Now, wow. that that that's what the you know obviously if 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 I had a cigar, I'd want to say it was the most in demand cigar yeah, on the market today good, as well. Good sales copy there, B but sure. um, but it actually it, it I've I've read a lot about cigars and it is all. over all over, people are. This is you know one of about I don't know ten cigars that are like oh you gotta you gotta try the Ashton VSG. So wow, I would actually believe that. So well, I mean, okay, so right out of the gates, just take just having lit the cigar a couple of minutes ago, I, this is unique. I don't. This isn't falling into any category in my mind or on my palate that 
I'm really, man, I'm having a little bit of a hard time uh, quantifying the taste at this point. It's a little bit, a little bit different. Maybe it's the because it's only the finest. Maybe. <clears throat> um, when I lit it, I got some instant spice, and I was mm-hmm. thinking, "Oh, it's gonna be a spicy cigar." But then it's like it then it disappeared like right after the right after the light. There's a teeny bit of spice in the back of my throat, yeah, but it's yeah. super smooth, mm-hmm. um, oily, earthy, Very and oily, sweet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of like not necessarily baking sweet, but dirt sweet, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. You know when I say that? I got gotcha. you. <clears throat> so yep. um, right there with you. So that and we just lit. So. Um, uh, and apparently we better pace ourselves because it's intoxicating. It's intoxicating. I think they said right. that a few times. And uh, yeah. So <laughs> well, uh, so that's that's the start. That's where we are right now. We'll we'll update you in a few minutes. But mm-hmm. we gotta we gotta get into the stuff. Oh yeah, the stuff. Know? So um, yeah, I guess to start, I'm just I'm just irritated at all all of the ads, and I suppose I shouldn't be. I mean, I like talking about politics and stuff, but it's like. I just want to watch a YouTube video, you know. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to hear about Kim Reynolds or or whoever. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. Come on, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's gonna start a YouTube that all they do is put a little square ad over in the corner, and nothing else, and it's all free. You just get this little square ad, all, and people are gonna quit using YouTube. Surely somebody's got to do that, right? <clears throat> I mean, I'm off topic, right? Yeah, away. It, uh, that. <clears throat> Somebody ought to. If there was yeah. a level playing field, I think somebody would have done it already. But it's pretty hard to start something like that with the market share that YouTube has. And but that we've we've talked about that ad nausea. Yeah, we have. For, 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 ad so nauseum. politics. Things are going. We. Uh, I don't know. It seems like um, I've got politi- political fatigue, and uh, <clears throat> so today I chose to go vote because I was just like, I'm sick of this. I don't want to have to think about it anymore, and uh, I'm just going to go go vote. You already you voted a while back, didn't you? Absentee. A while yeah, back. I always do that. I have reminders to go off like a month early, like as soon as the soonest that I could possibly get my papers. My my calendar says you, go vote. So do you feel safe doing that? I mean, because if you <clears throat> vote a month ahead of time, I mean, were well, you going to miss out on something that could develop or? Mm. Um, first of all, I don't quite vote a month early. That's when the alarms start going okay, off. So, okay. like, I know, oh, I've got a couple weeks yet. Yeah. I probably vote a week or two early. But I, I guess <clears throat> I could vote the day before and something could come up the day after. Well, that's true. So I guess I, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <clears throat> I think you know, I, you I know mean, what I mean, though. With I all do. These, that seems to be their, their tactic these days is let's, let's last minute, let's get all our people that we know are in our camp to vote as early as possible. And then let's do something as last minute as possible to, in increments to try to get, you know, progressively more people chased away from the other the other guy, the enemy. But, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. So I voted today, and which leads me to my campaign. Yes, yeah, I, I feel I feel like I need to put a political ad. Yeah, but I here's the thing though: I don't really want anybody to vote for me. What happened was I was filling out my ballot today, and I didn't vote early enough to vote complete absentee. I did do an absentee ballot, but it was at the courthouse. So I had to go to the courthouse. I couldn't mail it in. And uh, so I'm going down through the list, and I was a little bit disappointed that I couldn't vote straight ticket this year. They In Iowa, they took away the straight ticket option, apparently. And so um, I had to – and which is which – is, which is ironic because this is the first time in my life that I ever would vote straight ticket. Yeah. But um, 
Anyway, so <clears throat> I'm going down through the list, and I see that there's no one running at all for <clears throat> count, uh, for township trustee. And I thought, that sounds prestigious. And just on a whim, I just wrote my name in there and marked it and <clears throat> moved on. So I'll probably tie with about a thousand other people for first, is, my, my, is what the polls are saying. But. Did you tell your wife to vote for you? No, I <laughs> didn't because... Oh, you surely would have won! I think I would have, and yeah. I, that scared me. I didn't really want to, so... That's great. But I didn't... The, the trouble of it was was that I, uh, I didn't even know what township trustee did until after I had already mm. put my hat name in the hat, so I had to look it up, and apparently one of the more, more important duties that a township trustee has in this part of the country is to, <clears throat> is to go and investigate fencing disputes. Oh, so, you know, Farmer A thinks Farmer B's fence is no good or, or encroaches too far on his property that one of one of the chief duties would be to go uh, get involved with that. So I, I don't know if I really want to do that. Why would that be a why would that be a county office? Why, why don't they just call a lawyer? Well, and it's a fight township it office. So, I mean, it's an elected person <clears throat> mm-hmm. that the township says, hey, we want yeah, you to be our, yeah, township, point, sorry, not our point man for settling these types of things there's other duties too okay. as right. prescribed by law <laughs> anyway, but okay. those are not listed or enumerated anyway there you go all so, righty well good luck trustee but see here's the we call it a, i called it an ad but there's probably not a single soul in a, in my <clears throat> township that's ever going to listen to this except for myself so perhaps anyway yeah now when ben shapiro listens to it he can't vote for you correct okay <laughs> Yeah, we we do have a, li- a very extensive list of very prestigious listeners, but none of them are in my township. So okay, all right. Well, um, well, I appreciate your your political ad. I, um, you know, I <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. You're right. Well, I kind of do. <laughs> I mean, it, it adds a little bit of fun. You know, oh, can't, we can't all be serious stuff. You know, I mean, my word, I just want to talk about uh. you know. Pelosi being attacked. Like, yeah. I'm not sure that I... I almost would rather hear more about your trustee. <laughs> we'll find out. Next week's episode, we'll talk about but, our failed campaign. Yeah. And it's, and it's actually not just about Pelosi being attacked, but the idea of attacking politicians. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry that Pelosi got attacked. I wish that the people on the left would would say, stop attacking people as much as the people on the right are saying, stop attacking people. Yeah, I still haven't seen anything about the about the Pelosi attacks. Did you have any more details of what exactly happened? Because there's been a rash of sort of... Since we, since we recorded last, there's been this guy that mailed a bunch of fake bombs to a bunch of high-ranking Democrats. Um, yeah, I don't know the exact details. As I remember, it's like... and I Sometimes I don't care about the details because I almost feel like you can get the details somewhere else. But we'll we'll talk about the principle of it. But basically, I think it was a similar to the way Cruz was was attacked in a restaurant. I think somebody oh, might, somebody, might, like... somebody might have gone after her in a restaurant if if I remember correctly. Okay. So it wasn't wasn't like somebody beat her up, you know. Right. Um, but uh, thank thank goodness. And um, <clears throat> but I don't know if she could handle that. I mean, she seems to be kind of frail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, it just just I I wanted to say you know that 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 kind of stuff. Uh, it's stupid. And shouldn't be done. Um, there, there. I think it is okay to have heated discussions and and to get passionate, maybe even get loud. But it's not okay to attack somebody in a public place and shout them down. And um, in fact, I really wish that trespassing laws would be used 
appropriately to get rid of people that do that and and you know punish them but so that's all I have to say about that and honestly if I wouldn't care if some if somebody attacked Pelosi and I <laughs> I probably I'd be I I care a little less that somebody attacks Pelosi than if somebody attacks, say, Ted Cruz. Just beca- just a little. Because not, she's not, much. not on your side. Right, because she's not yeah. on my side. Just a little bit less. Yeah. Not not a lot. But so but it should be it should be across the board. If you, well, it doesn't matter who you attack. It shouldn't you shouldn't be able to shout somebody down in a restaurant without getting fined. Right. You know? Here, okay, here's here's where uh, I draw the line. I think that did you just lose your ash already? I did already. I don't think Usually I Usually it's me that does that. Yeah, I don't even think I moved. Wow. I didn't move my hand too yeah, much. Yeah, I, I was. I saw it at my peripheral. You didn't move it. No, anyway. I don't even think we had an it an anyway. inch yet. But uh, okay, so what it is that? a smaller ring gauge. It's yeah, a corona, that's true. So, that's okay. true. Um, okay, so <clears throat> we've got this political environment right now that's that's like super. It's it, from from all everything that I've heard. Okay, so this is total hearsay, and I'll admit that. But like from everything I've heard, it seems like uh, you have prominent Democrat people saying and telling their supporters and telling their people on the ground that they need to do what you're saying is confront people, track them down in restaurants, uh, shout them down, let them know that they're not welcome. I think it was Maxine Waters that said that. I believe so. So, okay. So you have this environment. Now, I do think that there is a time and a place for shouting somebody down. That time and place is at at a venue that has been organized and brought together for expressing <clears throat> political ideas. If somebody comes in, if we're having a political uh, debate, mm-hmm. and somebody is, is, on, is in that debate that is, that is like so out there, and that what they're advocating is not acceptable in a civilized society, I have no problem with just, a, just almost near a riot happening, yeah. and people just, like, okay, so you, have you seen the awesome film, uh, Oh, brother, where art thou? I have. Okay, Amazing. so you, you yeah. know the scene I'm talking about then when the guy comes up and it has come to light that that he's a member of the Ku Klux Klan. It's been and, a long time ago. Okay, well, there's yeah, a scene yeah, in the movie yeah. and, and they find out, the crowd finds out that he's part of the Klan and everything and, and they've so decided that they hate him so much that they literally carry him out on a rail, you know. They, they pick oh, him up, they put him wow. on this beam of wood and they take him outside. Then he's shouting and trying to, you know, is you is or is you ain't my constituency the whole time. It's great. But I think that there's a time and a place for that kind of behavior, as long as it's not physically violent. I mean, uh, but, but we have to, as a society, that was that, okay, so that, that's within a venue that is designed and brought together for political speech. I think that it's good to talk about issues with somebody. If I ran into a representative, and I do from time to time, I like to talk about issues and things, but it should never cross the civil line. And, you know, Hillary Clinton has told us that we can't be civil, that we're not... How did she phrase that? She said, uh, I can't quote her, but the gist of it was basically um, that when, when, when you're not in power and the people... She was basically looking for an excuse to not be civil. She's basically saying, the peop, you know, if the people on the other side are, are so hateful and you're not in power, the time to be civil is when you get back in power. Is what she okay. was I mean, it was pretty pretty yeah. blatant. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, don't be civil unless you're in power, basically, is what she was saying. Mm-hmm. Which is... That's kind of weird. Which is silly. Yeah. Okay. Be- because it's, it's almost like, it's not... If you're in power, on some level, it's almost not necessary. Yeah. <laughs> it's only necessary yeah. if you're not in power. Well, I guess, like, <clears throat> to a certain degree, I almost find myself, at this 
point in time, and I might change my mind tomorrow, but I almost sort of agree with her in one aspect, mm -hmm. and that is when your back is totally against the wall, and your opponent is completely, I, there, I just lost my ash too. When your opponent has is operating on a completely cross-grained worldview with yours, they reason may not may no longer work, I guess. Maybe that's what she's saying? I don't know. But anyway, neither here nor there. I, I agree that we got to keep things civil. It, we have such a fertile ground for civil discourse in this country. We have the freedom of speech. We have, I don't think people realize how rare that is actually, to be able to speak your mind and to air your opinions and to actually have a, a fair market of ideas. And, and we, we got to take care of that because that's a special thing. And so we got to stay civil. And I think that if you have strong ideas, then they should stand up with civil discourse. Not, you know, you shouldn't have to resort to violence. Hopefully, yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I, I remembered a couple things I, I wanted to talk about. Um, and it's actually back to the election, and I think we probably hashed a little bit, a little bit through. The, oh no, that stinks! Don't it went out. Um, uh, I guess where are we? Are we about ready for an update? We've been gabbing a lot. Uh, we're we're getting close. Okay, we're getting close. <clears throat> yeah, a couple minutes. Okay, all right. Well, I'll I'll go ahead and go where I was going because this is yeah. a it's a short story. And while you relight there, um, maybe I better make sure mine doesn't go out. <laughs> She's a high maintenance. Okay, there we go. Virgin. Um, and this isn't a Maduro rapper. It's a and but it's a dark Connecticut, which is a little interesting, probably because it's a virgin sun grown. Anyway, um. I really want to talk about it, but I'm not going to. Okay, so when I went to when I went to pick up my absentee ballot, yeah, um, I was like, I said, uh, "Do I need?" I didn't. I actually didn't bring my ID, and she's like, "She's like, that's oh, not necessary for this election." And then she like went, gave me the "oops" sign where you put your hand over your mouth. Like she almost wasn't supposed to say that or something. And I don't know if it's against the rules for her to say it, but I'm like, I'm like really? She's like, "Yeah, it's only you only need an ID for the for the." major elections which was really well a little bit yeah. weird uh, okay <clears throat> i don't know if this is vastly off topic or not but okay. I, when i was in my county uh assessor auditor mm -hmm. right county auditor okay so yeah yeah that's, that's where you do office today too another person came up and i had my id mm -hmm. um because it just made things easier for that but she also i heard her saying this I had the same interaction with somebody else that you you had uh -huh. with yours so i think I think what happened is our Secretary of State mm -hmm. in the state of Iowa pushed and there was passed some voter ID legislation in the state of Iowa okay. where you had to have ID to vote. There, There's lawsuits now, though. They're suing the state and saying, no, you can't demand ID. And so they've, I think that while that's pending, ah, they don't need I to, ha they can't force you. And I and there are some temporary measures and, and they're doing a soft rollout. Okay, I get it. I get it. So... So I, but but the thing is that's funny and the reason probably why she covered her mouth like that was because I think that there's some strong opinions when it comes to the county oh okay yeah the auditors sorry, county auditors um, I think they because she it's like the one I talked to today in the office <laughs> that's great like really wanted to talk about it and I kind of and I kind of just threw her some bait a little bit to see what she was going to say because I wanted to hear what the I, I'm always curious what the attitude in the courthouse is about different things that we I mean we hear talk the talking heads 
on the radio talk about it all the time, but I want to know how it affects yeah, the actual it's really neat. people the, in the, the grass grass roots. Yeah, I can't say talk <laughs> grass roots people. You know, in the office, it's and, pretty interesting. Yeah. So I think that there's some pretty strong opinions <clears throat> at the local level when it comes to those sorts of things. Yeah, well, I'm I, actually I'm glad. It seems like I heard that somewhere that there has been some voter ID stuff, and maybe maybe we should well, get educated and talk a little bit about that next time or something. And we. With this environment, we understand, with a lot of other things, too. We'll get to the migrant migrant thing here pretty soon, too. But so many things, there's outside money coming in. Yeah, we're ready for an update. But okay. there's outside money coming in um, that is, you know, making these lawsuits. It's not like the Iowa people yeah. don't want to show ID when they vote. They yeah. sure do. Yeah. But there's money coming in from out of state that's yeah. – that's, and so naturally they're going to be a little bit – they are arms about it. So, yeah. um, I'll talk let's, about judges here. And yeah, let's talk about the cigar first. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the cigar, cigar first. Um, because this is, I've like it's been hard for me not to talk about this. I think this is the most savory, mm. and I would actually use the word like almost meaty. Yeah. Um, uh, cigar I've ever had. It's it's been consistent the whole time. I keep feeling like it's the spice is going to amp up, but it doesn't. Like there's just a hint in the back of my throat, but it's so deep. I just feel like oh, it's gonna it's gonna come up and yeah. zap me, and it doesn't. It's super smooth, and it's great. It actually reminds me a just a hint. And and if you're a, if you're a pipe smoker, don't get the wrong idea here, but some of the either dark fired Kentucky pipe tobacco or the uh, Latakia tobacco that's really smoky. It kind of gives it a smoke. There's a smoky, meaty, and even just a hint of salt in this. And it's like not baking spice, which is what I love, but it's really interesting. So that's that's what I'm getting. Yeah, <clears throat> I will agree with you. There's there's like a deep savory. It's a very satisfying sort of like a meal type of thing. Yeah. I was gonna not say this because I didn't want to sound uneducated or like a <laughs> like a novice cigar smoker, but. I'm going to say it now that we're talking about the the sort of savory deep taste of this. So when I unwrap when I unwrapped the cigar and I just smelled it, I like to smell the cigar before I light it. Um I I got like the faint or I got the impression of like cheese crackers. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that might that you know, yeah. like a strong cheese flavored cracker <laughs> and, and now it's i guess it makes sense now but it, it does because that, wanna... that kind of salty cheesy yeah. and savory and then, yeah and I'm, I'm calling it i'm still gonna stick with the meaty but i get mm -hmm. it I, I get where you're what you're tasting i think um yeah so uh I was gonna say, oh i was gonna say one other thing when i when i purge and blow through a small hole in my lips it's interesting probably it, even really great cigars sometimes when you purge through your lips it, it can intensify the flavor, but sometimes it gets a hint of bitter or steely taste. Mm -hmm. And I think it's in some younger tobaccos. I think aged tobacco generally doesn't get that. And this is like, all it is, when I purge through my lips, it's just it just intensifies that deep yeah. smoothness. It's not harsh at all. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to have to retrohale and see what that's like here in a little bit. But um, so, judges, um, I don't, uh, this was interesting to me. So, when I got my ballot, it was pretty easy to figure out who I wanted to vote for until I got to the judges. And I'm like, yeah. since I had absentee, it's like, okay, I'm going to research this. And I looked, I mean, for two, not, not all day, you know, but after work, I looked for maybe an hour and then couldn't find anything. The next day I looked about 30 minutes, couldn't find anything. I actually had to call somebody who I trusted and say, hey, you know, you know me, you know, we're kind of on the same side here. If I wanted, which judges should I vote yes for and should I vote no for? Because there was, like, nothing I could well, find okay. online. <clears throat> Seeing as that 
seeing as <clears throat> the answer to this question isn't going to reach a lot of ears, at least at this point. Okay. Was the person you called an attorney someone that has interaction with these judges? Yeah. No. Okay. No, it was it was someone that is probably more into politics and would have a list and say, I'm supposed to vote for this person. Okay. That kind, that gotcha. kind of person. <clears throat> so. so some form of information mm-hmm. on it. Okay. Yeah, I th- when it came to the judges this round, I resorted to a tactic that I'm not sure is in my best interest, but I did it anyway. Mm-hmm. It seems almost impossible unless you have a campaign, which we saw here in Iowa a few years ago. Remember when they uh, there was a campaign... Uh, family leader or somebody, Bob Vanderplatz was a part of it, where they wanted to kick out certain judges that had made some very bad rulings. Uh, I think when it came to abortion or something mm-hmm. like that. They ran a campaign to get rid of, vote no on these certain judges. Um, I don't think a judge is ever going to get voted out unless there's like a campaign to get rid of a specific judge. Did it judge. work? Did they I, It did out? work. Okay. I think okay. it did work in this case. But anyway... So my my sense is that judges need to feel a little political pressure. So mm-hmm. I just voted no on all the judges. Oh, interesting. Okay. And I understand that the likelihood of that of that having like oh I tipped the scales and got rid of a good judge, that's not going to happen because judges are almost always retained. But I feel like they need to feel a little bit of pressure. And fair enough. And just because you're in doesn't mean you should stay in. You could get reappointed. So I'm just going to vote no on all of them. And I don't know. That's probably... Oh, I, I might regret that, but... Uh, I don't think you'll regret voting it. You might regret saying it on the <laughs> I, <guess. laughs> I think you're probably right. Uh, anyway, okay. And the phone lines are lit up. Uh, yeah. yeah, bing, bing, bing. Which I wish we... Yeah, we should do some live... Something live at some There is a way we, that I... Yeah. Uh, yeah, we can do that. We, we, we should look into that. But, Maybe not live, but at least have some, some calls get on the show. But so, so in, in closing about the judges, the, the thing I wanted to focus on... I wanted to make the point that it was really hard to find the information, but yeah. I also wanted to say, and this, I don't want to get too complicated with this, but I do think as, as our country moves forward, because there is so much information and misinformation out there, I don't actually think people are necessarily voting on facts and voting on accuracy all of the time. They're voting on, they're getting their information from a relationship, yeah. from someone they trust. Yep. Whether the person's right or wrong, <clears throat> is it's not irrelevant, but it's almost irrelevant to the vote because it's like, if I trust you and you say, and I don't know who to vote for, and you say, yeah, that, that, that guy would, would fit what we want. I would vote Any input way. from a trusted <clears throat> source, yeah. Yeah, and so relationships are so key, and because we're, you know, because you have Facebook and all kinds of internet interactions where every little group can congregate together... Um, I, I think, I, I think facts are almost becoming less and less important and it's the people that you have relationships with, which is on one well, hand good, but on one hand bad. Yeah, you know? and, and just, and I know you would, you'll agree with this. It's not that the facts are less important. It's that the facts ha- are having less and less bearing. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> that's unfortunate. I, I think that maybe, and I wondered about this when I filled out my ballot, I wonder if there is a group that is willing, cause I don't think I'm willing to go through the work to, to research all these judges mm-hmm. and like form a local because it'd be such a local thing um a local organization that's gonna vet local judges i don't know i mean uh, we we could use that though yeah well and maybe maybe family leader is doing some of that i i'm not sure but um but uh yeah there's one other one other thing in closing i was gonna say, just because um 
yeah, re- relationships are just are just really, yeah, really important when it comes to, to voting. Okay, so, um, I, uh, I oh, I know what I wanted to say. It was uh, Andrew Andrew Clavin said something, and and this is this is kind of relates back to saying oh somebody somebody ought to do a new YouTube, you know. Um, Andrew Clavin was saying that there, there aren't too many. That there aren't any big, like really big, like New York Times big um, news sources out there that are getting the, just the facts and trying to be balanced and unbiased. It, it, it almost doesn't exist anymore. He he mentioned, I think, a little bit the uh, maybe the Wall Street Journal might might be close. He said, as far as like online stuff, he thought Brett Bear was pretty good at just kind of giving the facts the what is it Brett Bear special report or something and which I've only seen a couple times mm-hmm. but he said there just isn't a hardcore um oh what am I Jour- journalistic mm-hmm. entity that sort says of a lost value. yeah that says we're going to get mm-hmm. you the facts and try not to give you no, an opinion no no fox <laughs> news we report you decide that's what that's what they say well no, I'm I'm Totally tongue and cheek, <laughs> yeah. Because because they're they're because yeah, so they're definitely yeah, right leaning. They're so you know? right leaning, yeah. Um, and 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 I'm willing to admit that. And and actually, it doesn't it doesn't bother me when a left leaning source says they're left leaning. What bothers me is when someone like the New York Times says we're legitimate, unbiased journalists, and it's like, no, you're not. You're full of crap. You know. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's it's such a okay. So just hearing what you just said and stepping back and thinking about that for a minute. It's such a hard thing to do these days because if you just say, if you, if, okay, um, and, and as it relates to politics, okay, so uh, such and such a representative was at a campaign rally and there were protesters there and there was, an, there was a dialogue between this person and the protesters and this is what the protesters said and this is what the representative said. Is... Okay, what I'm trying to say is the way you report the facts, no matter how factual you are, um, is always going to be construed by somebody as being <clears throat> politically leaning. Um, true. I mean, you can't you can't control how somebody misconstrues something. That that always exists. Well, that's true. All you can control right. is being the the most as, unbiased as, you can. Yeah. So the least uh, biased possible. That, and, and I, I don't even know if I'm capable of that. Well, I don't think anybody can be perfectly unbiased. <laughs> but I think if you are a journalistic entity that says we're going to just give the facts, or at least the facts first, um, I, I've heard Shapiro say, and Shapiro's definitely right leaning. But but he'll say he he says that he tries really hard to say this 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 is the facts, and then say. Here's what I think. Yeah, that's that's not... <clears throat> and um and, and I think that's pretty cool, but but he's he's clearly, you know, he he's not he doesn't he's unabashedly right leaning. <laughs> yeah. And uh which facts are reported? That's is also that's kind a of thing. A, yeah, exactly. Uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of just not reporting of of stuff yeah. as well. I so. I think that a per so if I was going to start today, if I was going to start a website or if I was going to start a newspaper, probably a website because it's more relevant. Mhm. And I was gonna be—I was gonna be as objective as I could possibly be. I—I I think it would have a really hard time finding traction these days because people uh, want opinion. People do want opinion. They want to be told how to think, and they want to be told which facts are important, 
and they want to be told, you know, that people are just generally lazy, you know? Well, that's, that's why I like toying with the and idea. I, one more thing. Mm-hmm. It has to be financially viable. It does. It does. And so where the money goes, where the money is, is where the, where the news is going to go. And so, we, I mean, I think that's the reason that you see what you see. But anyway, I'd, go ahead and say what you were going to say. Yeah. I, and um, uh, I don't know what I was going to say now. I, I, I forgot. It's, I'm uh, sorry. It's okay. I sniped your You're your saying, comment. yeah, yeah. Uh, you're saying it's got to go, go where the It has to be financially viable. I don't know what I was going to say. It, it doesn't matter. Um, we're, we're a little early, but... Uh, Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and go into the uh, cigar update because this is just—it's it, intriguing. It's really hard for me not to talk. You know, I could just. This is. <laughs> it is a nice. Cigar. It's yeah. It's surprising <laughs> me because I don't think I've ever smoked a cigar that is this savory. Um, mm-hmm. And it's—it's it's definitely not as smoky and barbecue as like a like a really uh, like a Virginia uh, Latakia tobacco that I smoke when I'm cooking on my grill Mm -hmm. but it's because it's not quite as like it doesn't have the spicy barbecue but the but the earthy that earthy meaty smoke is just just lays there and it's pretty heavy but the other thing i wanted to talk about is the draw is just a little snug i don't know if it is on yours what Uh, um let me try it okay yeah a little bit and I actually had my cigar go out right af- just right after the last cigar update, and that might have been a contributing factor. Yeah. Um, it is a li- just a little bit too snug. Yeah. I, I just was, a little bit. That's what I would say as well. Um, and the the retro hail is just a hint spicy. It doesn't, you know, my eyes don't water. And I'm not wheezing when I when I wet retro hail. Um, it doesn't change the flavor much it actually deepens it a little which i'm like how can it be any deeper it's like it's just it's just this is a mouthful of of meatiness it reminds me of like a a nice christmas cigar or something i don't know i Hmm. I find myself like when i just retrohaled and so i got a really big shot of flavor and it reminds me of just like a a hearty stew on a cold Hmm. winter christmas season type of day stewy that's a that's a good I like that. I agree. I I will echo that. Stewy, meaty. Yeah, that's and it's weird because I'm not sure because I've got earthy a lot, but like that triple Maduro, what was the Camacho? That was real earthy, but it didn't have the meaty savory that this has. So yeah. Anyway, um, good balance of the sweet, the savory. <clears throat> so yeah. Wow. so yeah. So that's uh that's update two. Um. So we there's there's a lot of stuff been going on in the news that it doesn't involve. The election, you know, there's been the um, the migrant caravan, which I, is it as serious as people say it is? Maybe I've I've heard some right leaning folks saying it might it's not be losing its steam. Losing, I, I mean, yeah. I don't know if the car- <clears throat> if the if the people themselves and the the caravan, the invasion, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. is losing its steam. But I think it's losing its hold on the people's attention. Ah, is what I mean to mean to say. I, I think see. it's losing its political leverage. That's my opinion. Okay. Well, I I want to uh, I I don't I want to say that I'm not sure that if it's a good idea for Trump to be talking to to have that be his primary thing to talk about, but, yeah. but that's that's just my opinion. I'm not sure that, that how relevant that is, but but I heard somebody say something that is that is on on one hand hilarious, but it's like my gosh, why doesn't somebody suggest this? And it was it was Mark Levin, so I kudos to him for suggesting this. But he said 
Um, he said, I got the perfect solution. I don't, I don't listen to Mark Levin much, so I don't know a lot about him. <laughs> I think I know where you're going. But um, he said, uh, he said, you know, Canada, they just say, you know, well, we're welcoming to all co- cultures. Everyone's welcome here. We just want to have our arms wide open, and we love everybody. And and so Mark Levin said, we're going to. We're going to get Greyhound to send a hundred buses down to the border. <laughs> you know, do, you, do you realize how easy it would be to crowdsource that? <laughs> Go fund me. Oh my gosh. We're going to rent Greyhound buses for 5,000 people. Even for, even for 10,000 people. You know how easy it would be to crowdsource that? Yeah, people would, people I mean, would do it in a, they, they 48 would. hours. Yeah, it wouldn't take any time at all. Pick them up at the border. <laughs> Haul them straight through. I just said I thirty five. I thirty five might be the one that. And I don't know if that goes all the, the way trans, south. But uh, there's a corridor. It's called the uh, something corridor. Uh, I can't remember. Anything. Anyway, but haul them straight up to Canada and drop them at the border and say, "Here you go, guys. Here's your opportunity to be loving. To and show the world. Show the world how how much you love these fifteen thousand, ten thousand, whatever. Oh. Dude, know. and that that is a that is a very valid point and. Here's the here's the problem that I have is that I see all the I see people and I was I, I I look at Facebook like once a day to see if anybody said anything to me or whatever. Um, I I see some of my friends on there, some family and people that I that I know and like that are friends, but we have different political mm-hmm. viewpoints, and they're saying comments about and and usually it's in reference and pointing the finger at Christians. How can Christians turn away people that are that are just trying to have a better life. And that it's so not the point. We're talking this isn't about having compassion on human beings or not. Or not, right. It this is about the rule of law and this is about I mean there's there there are there are there is a hierarchy of of compassion if you will. Mm-hmm. I would ask these same people that say comments like how can you turn away people that are only seeking a better life? They're afraid of getting raped. They're afraid of getting murdered. Their 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 society is saturated with narco terrorism and drug trade and all stuff. That's true. So if so if people that were in that situation wanted to live in your house and they were knocking at your door and they wanted to live in your house, would you let them live in your house? Because in a I mean that's like a microcosm of what's happening. They want to come live in our house. And I am totally I, lo- I like immigration. We we have the lowest unemployment. I mean, we have like record low unemployment. Okay, we need we need immigration right now because we need workers. We have we have more jobs than we have people to fill them in this country, and especially even even locally, even in Iowa, we have more jobs than we have people to fill them. We we need good immigration, but we can't just throw open the doors and 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 just take for granted that the people that come in are going to be good people. We need to vet them. We have really, really great legitimate ways for people to come into the country. And in fact, there's extreme pressure on those those correct avenues Mm -hmm. to make it faster and to make it easier because we need the workers. So so that's that's good. But we have to have, and to echo the president, a merit-based system. There's a lot of really smart, really motivated, really people with a lot of potential that want to come to this country we need to make it easy and quick and and safe for them to come to the country what we're seeing with this caravan is not that it is a politically motivated movement paid for by enemies of america 
and and this is political. This has nothing to do with elite, yeah. with fixing society pro- society's problems in those places. And in fact, just to, another point to add on there, it's been proven over and over and over again that the way to fix those problems is not to move the people to someplace else. It's to fix the problems where they live. Exactly. And I'm uh, what I say to to people when they say. You know, oh Christians, how can you how can you not want to take care of these people? And so I'm like, um, look, I want to take care of those people. And if you want to take care of those people, start your nonprofit, start raising money, go down there and take care of them. Yeah, that's go what I want to say. Don't steal my tax, steal my money by by force of taxes to help them. I'll 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 give to who I want to give to. You give to yeah. who you want to give to. Go help them. Yeah. If you want to help them, don't whether I'm Christian or not a Christian, don't take yeah. my money. To, to force me to give to charity. So so what we're really presented with is a false choice. Yes, and, exactly. And it needs to be called out. And I think it is being called out. I think that the the vast majority of Americans have more sense than that. And, but it's... But when... The vast majority of Americans have more sense than that. But when faced with the false choice, a lot of Americans will take the bait. Yeah. And yeah. and will say, no, you're right. We need to have compassion. Yeah. And and we need to just let them in. Yeah. Well, but it's not about whether or not to have compassion. It's about right. how to have compassion. Mm-hmm. So how to best help people. Yeah. What does love actually say? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I, you've you've heard me say this before. I I love I love saying, okay, you want to you want to do whatever you want to do. Start your business, go do it. Start your nonprofit, go do it. I want the government to stay out of your way. I will. That, I will fight for you. Yes, for I will. The government fight, I will fight for you to be free way. to do what you want to do. But yeah. don't take my money and force me to give to your charity. Yeah, that's that's not right. Don't take my neighbor's money yeah. and force. Even if it's a cause I believe in, I'm not going to force my neighbor mm-hmm. to give to my charity. That's ridiculous. Well, and, and the, the even the notion that government in and of itself can solve any problem. We're seeing that locally um, in the governor election here in Iowa. We have uh, oh, one of the, the Democratic candidate for governor wants to feels like that by re um, oh, how should I say it? Uh, un, by unprivatizing Medicaid mm-hmm. in this in the state that they're gonna prov- just suddenly be able to provide a bunch of health care for people that are finding it hard to acquire. When all I hear is. All, I, I listened to a, a very polite interview with him on a conservative radio station today, and the, the host was being very polite, asking asking very polite questions, and ask you know giving him full Hubble. Yeah, okay. Fred Hubble was their interviewing Fred, Fred Hubble, and, and, they, and they were they gave him full basically just a a blank slate to say mm-hmm. what he wanted to say, and all I could hear was Joe. Your taxes are going to go up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all I can hear. And ah, uh, government can't solve problems. Governments don't solve problems. The government is the most inefficient way to solve any problem. Yeah. And so all I hear is ching, ching, ching. Yep. And uh, th- there's one other thing with regards to immigration. I I want to touch on, and, and I think we miss this, and we miss it because I just I can't believe we don't think about this more. Um, and uh, but the fact that whoever it is that we're bringing them into the, into the country, um, I do believe in merit based, you know, immigrate, you know, bring in the the, the best of the mm-hmm. best. And uh, but I do think, and I'm not sure, I don't have an answer here. I, so I have a theory, but but not the actual, you know, uh, rubber meets the road answer. But I do think we need to make uh, make require that the people agree 
to American values. See, yeah, there you go. And and that's that's key. Um, it's it, because we have to have something in common. Yeah, you know. And mm-hmm. so anyway, and and that protects the immigrants that are already here. It protects the blacks, the Latinos, everybody that's already here and that are Americans. If you have to, um, what's that, assimilate yeah. to, to the values that we have, that protects all oh. Americans. Here's the thing. You, you hit the nail right on the head. All we're asking is that they play by the rules. Oh, that's all we're asking. And this, this caravan or invasion or mob, whatever you want to call it, has openly, repeatedly, and consistently shown that they're not they don't want to play by the rules yeah that's all we're asking is that they play by the rules yep. so what makes you think if they're, if they're willing to if they're willing to break the law to come to the country what makes you think that they're not going to break the law to succeed yeah in this country so. and, yeah and, and i on one hand i can understand i mean if, if i knew what i knew about america and i lived outside the country i'd be willing to push push the envelope a little mm-hmm but on the other hand, if it was too dangerous for me and my kids to cross the border illegally, then I'd be thinking, okay, what do I need to do? Do I need to go to college? Do I need to get a degree? Do I need to what what uh-huh. port of entry do I need to go to? What what are my actual plans? I wouldn't be thinking I'm going to cross the border anyway. I mean, unless things were super dire, you know. Right. But it's like at some point it has to be worthwhile to, to not you know, to, yeah. to not do it illegally right and um so well and the the uh, the vast communities of legal immigrants to the united states are as far as i have heard through this whole debate are resounding with one voice yeah against this this mass influx mm-hmm. they're all they're all with one voice i yeah, I don't need to give examples because we've taken too much time with this probably already. But, but yeah, they they are they are on the side of law and order in this case, and not on the side of just open borders. You know what? We should we should we should maybe do this this week. I, we should go to Miranchito, get a couple dosakis or something, and order a nice meal and talk to Filet, the the guy yeah. that owns the place, and say, hey, what what do you think? We should because that that would just be awesome to get yeah. to kind of get his take, his Absolutely. opinion. We, we should. That would be great, and we could then talk <clears throat> talk about that next time. For sure. This this relates, and I think if we squeeze hard, we can get it in before the next cigar update. The born citizenship thing, Fourteenth mm. um, Amendment. Yeah, that that's kind of interesting, and I have to admit I'm not completely informed, but but here's what I know, and I think this is completely reasonable that. They're 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 adjusting what what this means, and I heard somebody really like a lawyer, like a, a conservative lawyer that's really smart, say that there actually is just a hint of grayness in 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 what it means to be born here and be a citizen here, and but but she said it's most people who actually read and understand law say what it means is if you're if your parents are illegal, illegally in the country, and you're born here, you're not a citizen. And that, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right. You, you, your parents that stands both have, to just reason and common yeah. sense. <clears throat> yeah, that that's just and you know, oh the children, oh what are you gonna do? Well, you know what, we're gonna be compassionate people, and we're gonna follow the law, and we're gonna do what we can um, to to take care of the people, whether it's 
deporting them compassionately or whether it's starting a nonprofit just across the border that we can send them to that'll help. You know, mm-hmm. it's like they, they act like if we don't want two illegal immigrants and their child here, we're uncompassionate. That's not true. Um, you know, I mean, I, yeah. Anyway, what's, what's your take? <laughs> I don't want to babble well, about that anymore. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the scholars that I've talked or no, I haven't talked, you've talked to, to them. Yeah. I haven't talked you to hang them. hang with scholars <laughs> a lot. <laughs> oh, come on, man. No, no. <clears throat> I am a scholar. What are you talking about? No, uh, the, the scholars that I've heard talk about this have, have pretty much, um, illustrated the, the reality that the, the 14th amendment was, was written for the, for slaves and their children. Okay. And even at the time it was written, it didn't even apply to people who were living on, uh, Indian reservations or, you know, Native American reservations or whatever, people that had lived in other sovereign nations, even within the borders of the United States. It, it was it was a good, it was a gesture done in good faith to 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 assimilate and to give status legal status and citizenship to people that had been abused and that were that were here not by choice of their own and to to ensure that they had the rights and privileges that they were that were due to them as human beings that were here legally yeah wasn't it wasn't it tied in a little bit also to slaves making sure that when that when slavery was made you know when that's what slaves it was. were released that's the that, reason okay that, that's yeah, yeah that's right. the entire reason that yeah. it was even written so that so that they, they and, they're here they would be yeah Americans, and so yeah. the notion that someone who sneaks in to have a baby somehow earns citizenship for their children and then therefore for themselves too incentivizes illegal behavior and yeah. behavior that's not only damaging to the country as a whole but to that family as well and so it, it's again it's kind of like backing up and say what does love really say what does compassion really say this is not a good thing in fact like we see now that there's 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 like a birth tourism industry there's an industry yeah. Yeah. to to there there literally is an industry to traffic pregnant women into the United States so that they can have their baby so they can begin a ch- a chain migration and begin a chain citizenship and that's not good for those families and it's not good for the country and and I think that the 14th amendment doesn't need to be abolished but it does need to be revisited interpret with its interpretation yeah. and we need to be reasonable yeah, and it, and again, man, I know that there are people that would listen to this and say, "Man, you guys are cold-hearted sons of guns." And no, this has nothing to do with a lack of compassion. It, this is this this is you have to have law in order. And uh, uh, yeah. I don't know if we need to beat that horse anymore. Yeah, I, I I don't think we need. Either. I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to talk about the cigar. You want you want to go first this time? Well. <clears throat> Don't, you don't have to. I'm, well, I'm, I'm so deep in conversation I'm here. I'm boss. <laughs> you go ahead. You go ahead. All right. Um, maybe I'm getting a hint of coffee, but maybe not. It's it's pretty consistent, and I don't I don't notice anything changing. I'm still amazed by the the what I think is a hint of salt and that savory stewy kind of meaty meatiness, and it's 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 like it's holding the heavy all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't felt upset by the nicotine, it, but from what I read, this is a um, real full-bodied cigar. It's going to have a lot of nicotine. Um, I don't, you know, I 
I think I can handle my cigars. I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I don't think I'm talking uh-huh. fast because the cigars. I think I'm talking fast because I'm passionate about immigration. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, so but it's. <clears throat> I would say it's it's the same. The retro hail um, is. I, I don't notice it changing the flavor much. It's interesting because it's not. There's just a little spice in my nose, and that that that's all. It doesn't burn. It's it's so soft and smooth. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I the smoothness is impressive, but I on the other hand, not having eaten a meal, uh-huh. do feel the nicotine. You do. I, okay. I can definitely tell this is a strong cigar, right. and so, you know, a word to the listener or anybody who's going to follow in our footsteps, our our uh, esteemed footsteps, and, and smoke <laughs> one of these. It is a very strong cigar, and I don't want to, you know, there's uh, we've t- okay. Are we, are we ready to be really intimate with our audience? Sure, audience? let's do it. There, there has been one occasion where I have been physically ill from smoking a cigar. I don't want that to happen with this one because I'm really enjoying it. But, um, well, you're on an empty stomach and I'm on a full stomach, so <laughs> I could see where it would could affect. I don't want to. It's not worrying me or anything like that. But like, uh, it is a strong cigar. But it's like you said, the the flavor is just so. It's it's full and it's satisfying. It's meaty. It's almost brothy it's just uh yeah and, and for the people that know me you know if, if, if there's listeners that, that know what i like this isn't the perfect flavor the, the perfect uh like the palate of the cigar isn't isn't what i long for because i want baking spice and a little sweet but this is it is satisfying but just different than what i normally like and the mm-hmm. fact that i like it says a lot for how good the cigar uh, is made and by the way I want to mention the cigar that that made you sick because I remember it it was Nat Seco I don't remember which <laughs> cigar Nat Seco has a couple different ones uh. but I wish I could give kudos to the people I ordered it from but I can't remember who it was they said a, the Nat Seco was a free cigar because I ordered like you know I don't know 20 30 cigars from them and they threw that one in and uh, yeah, there were some there were some other circumstances with that. What's that? Okay. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I already had a toxic body. I would, I just gotten done. Um, I had to I had to okay. Maybe this is too much information for the show, but I we repainted our living room. We had wood paneling. We had wood paneling in our living room, and it was in the middle of winter. It was very cold outside, so I was in a sort of like sealed small room, <laughs> and I had to use kills. You know oh, the oil based. No. Um, yeah nasty smelling stuff so i had been kind of locked in vapors all day and then we i came here and smoked that cigar and it gave me a bad turn <laughs> i would like to find that cigar again at, just to smoke it myself to see if just to, to see if how good it is because i think you liked it a lot yeah it was, even though it's a good cigar major yeah. sick so uh, anyway all right so um so i think we're done with immigration i and I, I know there's one more thing I want to go to, and I, I think we got time. In fact, it's probably a nice something we can throw in here at the end. Um, uh, but the the fetal, I, I read something about, and I don't remember the details. It might have been in Indiana, if I remember right. But someone was convicted of a double murder. The guy murdered his pregnant wife, and they considered it a double murder. And I don't remember how many weeks along she was, but the fact that they called it a double murder, the the article was suggesting that this might be brought up in front of the Supreme Court mm-hmm. as a way to bring up Roe v. Wade, yeah, um, and and discuss you know is was that really a double homicide? And he was he was uh, sentenced based on a double murder, yeah. not based on a single murder. Here, 
just as I, it's it's interesting because just as I pulled in the drive to come here tonight to to uh, to record this podcast, I was listening to a couple of radio people talking about um, the abortion issue and things like that, and they used an interesting avenue to get to their point. They were talking about um, climate change and how the the left or the the environmentalists i guess you could say keep banking on this idea of a consensus of scientists nine you know they keep saying this figure and i don't know i'm even sure if it's accurate but they're saying 97 percent of scientists agree that man-made global warming is an issue blah 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 blah. that's irrelevant except for the fact that there is a hundred percent of scientists that know that they know what happens when an egg is fertilized Mm -hmm. It instantly creates its own specific DNA and instantly sends a signal to the mother's body, don't kill me, I'm a person. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm not foreign matter, I'm a baby. Right? Mm-hmm. 100% of scientists know that. This, that's what happens. And so sooner or later, I think any reasonable thinking person, reasonable comma thinking person is going to have to come to terms with the fact that a fetus, embryo, whatever you want to call it, is a person yeah. and needs to be afforded, needs to be uh, given and given rights. And those need, rights need to be protected as a person. Yeah. And, it, it, <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. Well, we haven't talked about this a lot, but I'm a big parental rights person. Um, I think um, the government shouldn't get involved pretty much with the parents they have the right to to do what they need to do with their children raise them the way they want to raise them um and i think the only time that a parent wouldn't wouldn't or a parent's rights would be denied is if if they violated a right like the right to life of the child if i directly was trying to remove life from my child then um the people via the government have the right to intervene. Um, indirectly, no. Indirectly, I kind of, I mean, and, and that, that gets a little gray. You know, th- then you have to start discussing There's what so that means. There's so many yeah. <clears throat> exceptions. And then well, yeah, cases. I mean, the government could say, yeah. well, that's non-organic, yeah. but you can't feed non-organic vegetables to your kids, or indirectly, you're going to make them die two years earlier at 93. Motive. Motive. Intent. I was trying yeah. to kill yes. this person. Yes. Um, intent matters, but mm-hmm. I'm a big parental rights person, but if it's a life, you can't directly remove the life from that child, whether they're in your womb or not. Um, and so it'd be interesting to see if it if it gets brought up. And again, and I guess the other important thing to note is if Roe v. Wade, if it comes up and they just say, oh, okay, boom, done. It's no longer, no longer law. Mm-hmm. That won't necessarily change anything. It's not like women are all of a sudden going to be not be able to get abortions. It's yeah. just going to go back to the state. And we've got... <clears throat> We've got pretty, pretty hardline laws here that say you can't get an abortion. I, Iowa has Iowa? Iowa has is the na- national leader That's as far as things because the the heartbeat bill. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a bill passed. I think it was passed, right? It got through. Um, that said you, that uh, a baby cannot be terminated via abortion if it has a heartbeat. If it has a detectable heartbeat, it can't be. Um, their reasoning was that if you if you're in a hospital, if you or I were in a hospital and there was no heartbeat, they would pronounce us dead. Yeah. 
if there is a heartbeat, then we're alive. So they say, if the baby has a heartbeat, then it's alive and it's a person. Do you know when? Do you know when that is? I should know. Is oh, it's pretty early. Like eight? Is it eight weeks? Maybe no, it's, maybe it's earlier, earlier. It's earlier than, than twenty. It's earlier yeah, than twenty. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the the one of the lines that some of the laws have. But but yeah. But so I guess the thing that seems ingenuous to me and is kind of personally irritating is the idea that again another false choice. Mm-hmm. That people are continually told that if we remove abortion, if we get rid of like Planned Parenthood or even government funding of yeah. Planned Parenthood, that women are not going to have access to health care. That's how they phrase it. Yeah, women are not going. Mm-hmm. We're removing women's access to health care. I don't think anything could be further from the truth. Yeah. This, that's an unreasonable, false choice that is given to people. I can't directly quote you, but I do think that the Americans are a little bit smarter than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think when that argument comes up, I think up, so I, think, I think ninety percent of the people are like that's silly Uh, i really think americans are smart the fact is that science knows more now than it used to yeah we're learning more and what we're learning is backing up the fact that that is a unique individual in there and it's (laughs) it's a person what else could it be it's not a puppy it's not a watermelon yeah it's a person so well um i think it's time to do some quick close closing thoughts um and I think we covered everything topically newsworthy that we needed to cover. And to wrap the cigar, I'm I'm I hope this isn't too boring to everybody. And I don't consistent <laughs> cigars, consistent cigars. If aren't it was boring, boring, Doug, they would have quit listening. A they would have. They would have. So, but the the cigar <laughs> isn't boring. So when I say it's consistent and I don't have any more to add, it's not yeah. because the cigar is boring. It's because it's it's consistent. It settles in. It's deep. It's very satisfying. And I'm and again, I'm surprised I'm liking it so much because. I generally like a little different styled cigar, but but I'm really I want to thank whoever all the people that wrote and said this is one of those cigars you just have yeah. to have to try. Kind of kind of feel privileged to be able to to try one here as cigar. Uh, Doug is our cigar <laughs> chooser, so I kind of just show up and partake in whatever is offered. But um, this is this is a very nice cigar, and and uh, it. It's right up there on the list. I guess if I have if I have a list, I don't actually have a list, but uh, it's it's a like you said, it's just settled in. It's remained pretty consistent, and it's it's very strong, but it's it's just it's satisfying on a whole a whole myriad of of levels that uh, I, I like. It. I think this might be my palate. Mm, I mean, this is okay. what I like. All right. So well, yeah. Well, good. All right. Well, we'll. We'll call that a wrap. Um, thank you very much. Real for... quick, we have we have just a little bit of time oh, we before we before we wrap. We got to talk about. Did we talk about the person that commented? We'll have to do that next time. Okay, we'll, time we'll that. do that next time. Okay. Um, I I just want to ask you one question okay. before we before we wrap the show. What are you going to do? Uh, after after tomorrow's re- election results, Doug, if the Democrats take the House and the Senate, what are you going to do? Smoke a cigar. Smoke a cigar. <laughs> I, I'm moving to China. Oh, okay. I'm illegally immigrating to China. Illegally? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With 5,000 of my friends. See what happens. You know, I mean... <laughs> America could get a lot worse and still be America. <laughs> You're, right. <laughs> You're right. I'm not really going to do that. So okay. Chinese people, right. you can calm down. I'm not coming over there. All right. Uh, but anyway. Anyway. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening to Doug and Joe Talk. We'll see you later.